Okay. Here we go and stuff. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Yambar Podcast. My name is Brian Barcelo, host for this episode. Man, we got a really special guest in store for today. His name is Franklin Donnie D. Lewis from Pasadena, California. He's the host of the widely popular radio show Donnie D. Soul Sundays and Donnie D. Words of Wisdom. He's also the host of a TV show, Behind the Curtains, and he's an author of the book, Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Donnie D. Hey, Donnie D., hey, what's up? Hey, thank you very much. How you doing, Mr. Brian Marcel? Excellent, man. We chilling over in Albany, New York and stuff, man. How's the over there in Pasadena? <laughs> man, well, it's cloudy. We've got some um, drizzle. You know, it's been like that for the last couple of days. So don't let anybody tell you it's always sunny California. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we hear and stuff. Hey, check this out, Donnie D. Watch this, man. I've been practicing a little bit, trying to do that radio thing. Hey, everybody, what's up? This is Brian Barcelo from Beyond Bar Podcast from Albany, New York, with Donnie D. All right, you know what? Let me stop. I'm hurting myself. Hey, Donnie D. Hey, I drive, man. Hey, would you show folks how a real pro do it? Oh, let me turn this up a little bit. I want to make sure my hair is good. All right. <laughs> All right. And, um... Yeah. I don't know, so hold up. For some reason, somebody's going by with like a lawnmower or something. Oh. <laughs> hey, what is this? You don't try to pick out that. Oh, yeah, it's the maintenance guy. All right. He, he's going by that leaf blower. Okay. Yeah, show us how the radio guys do it, man. Dude. Okay, here we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Donnie D's. Words of wisdom and Donnie D's soul studies. Here on Broad Talk Radio. That's right, Broad Talk Radio. Who read Franklin Donnie D? Not only am I on FM, not only am I but on Blog Talk Radio. Tell me, tell me again, to tune on in every weekend and be my friend. Peace. <laughs> nice. Good job, man. Hey, you know hey. what? You know, um, I, that reminds me of the days, man, like, I don't know when radio was radio to me. You know, right. reminds me of a Wolfman Jack. I don't know if you remember that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wolfman, yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Tommy D, how'd you get started doing radio? Okay, this is, you know, it was always a dream of mine. Um, as a kid, I used to carry around a six-transistor radio. And uh, living in Los Angeles, we had uh, one soul station, KGFJ Radio. And then we had... When my sister listened to it was the rock station, KRLA. So I would listen to all the jocks. We had one guy uh, named the Magnificent Monocure. And during the 1965 Watts riots, he would say, Bad bird, baby bird, but he had been saying, Bad bird, baby bird. Years before the riots, the riots came, we kicked him off the air, blamed the burning, uh, burning on him. But he was one of my idols. Then we had a jazz station. It had the smooth talking brothers with the sounds of Miles Davis. And John Coltrane coming to you live on KBCA 105. So I would, I would study these guys. And then as I got older, I uh, ran across a turntable, a Fender guitar amp, and a mic. Mm. And I started going to parties and DJing. 
for a couple of dollars or for free. And um, then I'd work my way up to team post and bigger dances. And then next thing I know, I was working in a, ch a club called Chopping City in Pomona, California. And from there, I went to college radio, KSBC at Claremont, jazz for a Sunday night. Mm -hmm. One moment, Johnny D, something happened. Uh, for some reason, there you go. I don't know why I timed out and stuff. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah, so I went to, you know, uh, to college radio, and uh, then I got out of it. I got married and had some kids and kind of disappeared. I might do a show once a year. Mm. And um, it got, then I tried to sing. <laughs> that didn't work. Well, what's wrong, man? I know you can hold the tune. I think I heard you sing a little song. <laughs> I can't hold a tune like Brian Marcello can hold. Ah, <laughs> but you know, so uh, you know, I, I was trying to find somewhere where I fit in, but I always had the voice, you know, where I could take my voice, throw it over here, throw it over there. Love it. And um, you know, the college radio thing worked. So anyway, after I said, I took time off, mm -hmm. and then I wanted to get back into it, and I was trying to, you know, with the internet opening up and all this new technology, I was trying to find a way to go on internet radio. But everything needed so many different components. Exactly. And, and, uh, and different things that I needed. And um, I was talking to a lady um, who was the manager of Tidra Moses. I don't know if you know Tidra Moses, but Tidra mm. Moses is an R&B singer, and her manager told me, go to Broadcast Radio, all you need is a telephone and a computer. Mm. So uh, I went out, I tried it, mm -hmm. I went for the free 30 minute shot, mm -hmm. it worked, and then I went up to the two hour shot, got myself some microphones, a, 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 a mixer, and tried to, you know, take it to the big boy level. That's what's and, up. Uh, that was 10 years ago. Wow. And, um, today I'm hitting people all over the world, three hour show twice a week. That's you what's know. up. And yeah. Donnie D, how'd you, um, how'd you, um, get into the, to the, um, the behind the, um, the curtain, behind the curtains, cause are they connected? No, no way. It, it, what happened was, no. An executive, I was working at Pasadena High School, mm -hmm. and uh, the mailman who delivers the school mail was also an executive producer at Pasadena Media. And he told me, he said, man, I listen to your show, I really like it, that Soul Sunday show, when you want to bring it to TV? I said, today? <laughs> yeah, now too soon? <laughs> yeah, you know, I can be in school right now, we can go to the studio. Right. And, but, he said, okay, give me a couple of, give me about a week. A week went by, he called me up, gave me a date. I hustled up some talent, and we launched our first show. We've been doing it for about a year now. I've had some pretty good artists on. Uh, I agree, I've seen many of them. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yes. Thank you, and, and uh, our show is like in the top five shows at the network, and um, you know, it's, 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 and I have to give it to God because, you know, I, I, you know, I never thought that uh, 
you know, that these things would be happening. Because let me just step back for a minute. When I wrote my book, Single Mother's God to Raise the Right Boys, the marketing for Retrievers Publishing wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. So I had to do marketing on my own. I got probably got a list of all the um, urban newspapers and radio, a newspaper, radio, and magazines, and I sent them all out press releases. Nothing really had came of that. Mm -hmm. So I tried to get to everybody who had a radio show, and I got a couple of interviews, but it wasn't enough. So I said to myself, well, let me start my own show. And, and that's another what, what way that that these words of wisdom was born also. Oh, so I'm so glad you led into that. I was going to ask you about the Donnie Dude. Yeah, please continue. Yeah, yeah well, that's how it, that, um, that show um, was born because of the need to um, get some exposure on uh, Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys. And um, it seemed to work. You know, after a while, I found that my show, my book was um, featured in Ebony Magazine. Whoa! And, uh, it got some worldwide attention. Wow, I mean, it should. It's a great book. Hey, tell me something. Yeah, it's a great book. I, I was curious, though. Um, you black man, obviously. Um, what made you think to, to write a book? You know, it seems like maybe a, a black woman would write this. But it, it, it seems like it's from the perspective of a black male. Well, you know, this is the thing, and I've had that question asked me a lot of times. Mm -hmm. What do you know about uh, a single mother raising uh, Yeah, I didn't want to be that rough, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but that's, you know, but I was raised by a single mother who raised five of them. Woo! Yeah, she raised five of us by herself. Three of us were boys, and I was the roughest. Oh, and man. The why am I and not surprised? I the most <laughs> hey, Donnie D, why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and um, you know, this book is not for just black mothers, because as we know, white mothers, Asian mothers, Hispanic mothers, mothers of all races, um, uh, raised me have sons from black fathers. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I had a, a Jewish woman that I was working with her son who, who's uh, black. His father was black. He knew nothing of his black culture. Oh. But I was working with him for his disability. And I see this cub would call me every other night. What do I do with this guy? What do I do with this guy? And God kind of also put a note in me, write a book about it. Mm. So, and I say that book is not a cure-all, as you notice, it's called A Guide. Exactly. exactly. A Guide. Just some tips, some ways, and some things that might help you along the way with raising your son. Because he does need a man in his life. The father's not there, a surrogate father, mm -hmm. an uncle, a, a, a pastor, someone that you can trust, and someone that has uh, things going for him that your son can look up to as uh, a mentor. I got you, positive know? role models and stuff. I see what you're yes. saying. Hey, check this out, Donnie D. Um, in this book, what um, what's some of the special challenges that a person would have 
raising a black boy opposed to perhaps you know some other um, race. Okay. You know, and I've been asked, I've been asked that question a lot. You know, uh, what? How can you write a book on or, or white boys or Hispanic boys or or or, or, or or you know any other kids? And I said, well, all young men and girls, but I'm focusing on boys. They all have their challenges growing up, and you know they have their challenges. But I do believe that black young men have different challenges than most other young men and I know and, and the, the fact of the matter is that when you you as a young black man go out into the public there's things that you have to worry about I remember driving down the street and we'd be in a car and we'd be the police and everybody shaking yeah everybody you know why do we have to worry about the police then you know there's things that we have to deal with, like with gang violence that are that are saturating our communities. You know, there's ways to to keep your son occupied in other things so that those streets don't pull him in. Then there's things as far as dress, you know, how to present yourself. Oh, you mean like the slouching pants? Yeah, but, yeah, like sagging. <laughs> sagging pants, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, and, and I understand it's a style, mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily a, a gang thing anymore, mm -hmm. but the police don't understand that. No, when they, they don't. see you walking down the street with your pants sagging, mm -hmm. they think if you're a gang member, it's time to go arrest. Exactly. So, exactly. so you know, we have a lot of different things to that the young men that you have to watch out for, you know. Mm -hmm. If you're messing up in school, you're you have, you have a, a discipline problem, and next thing you know, let's go and get a special education. You know, uh, exactly. we're the fastest ones to get arrested, we're the fastest ones to fill up the jails and the penitentiaries. And stay there the longest. Yeah, well, you know, it's a pipeline from the schools to the penitentiaries, and now they have these Penitentiaries that are paid, that are being uh, privatized. Yeah. So, which means that they've got to fill those beds. Yeah. I would tell my students, who do you think they're going to fill those beds with? Exactly. Exactly. And check this out, Johnny D. Before we move on, where can uh, people pick up your book? Okay. Mm -hmm. well, one of the easiest ways to get that book is Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com, ExoLibris.com. Go to your nearest bookstore and ask them to order it. Hey. They don't already have it. Mm -hmm. Or inbox me, Franklin Dottie D, on Facebook, Frank Lewis on Facebook, and I'll make sure that you get a copy or a signed copy. That's what's so up. That's yeah. what's up. Man, your show last week, even despite the technical difficulties, like things happen. That showbiz, right? But blue magic. You know something, man? I I was impressed upon how down to earth. I don't recall the gentleman's name. What was his name? Vern. Uh, I believe it was Vern Stewart. Vern Stewart. Yes. I was so impressed by how down to earth he was. He didn't try to come off all superstar or nothing, man. He like regular people, man. That was beautiful. Beautiful. You know, you know, and I've been blessed to have guests like that. I had Michael Henderson on one time, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, we had a half hour block, 
We ended up going an hour, and Michael ended up singing a live song Ooh. on the show. Some of these cats, mo I'd say 98% of them are just smooth down to earth. Billy Paul, yeah, Donnie D. Donnie D. Don't worry about it, man. He's so good to take a nap. You know, and it was smooth. Anything I ask him, stylistics, the same way. Yeah, run down, right. run down the list, um, run down the list right quick and some of the people you oh, got on the show. Let's see, let's see. Denise LaSalle, uh, Melba Moore. Melba Moore was my first interview. Wow. Um, um, from your neck of the woods, um, Force MDs, Ooh. Full Force. Oh, let's see, Stylistics, Lakeside. Wow. Uh, was it, was it, was it Honey or Three Degrees or something? Didn't he have something like that? At uh, um, uh, um, climax. Yeah. Climax. Um, let's see. But, but I, I, you know, I know the list goes on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Didn't mean to put I you on the spot like that. Everybody, but every week is somebody else. Tisha Campbell. In, uh, oh, no way. Week. Wow. Yeah, man. I've had uh, uh, Miles J. Um, uh, let's see here. Confunction. Mmm, Kansas City. She comes on at about 10 a.m. 
Central Time, mm -hmm. and she's part of our, our network that we've uh, we've got maybe four others. We've got Calvin Logan mm -hmm. in North Carolina with the Logan Power Hour, Ooh. and um, Brenda Stacer and myself. We're trying to get some other um, podcasts. Uh, people involved. Now we got Brian Marcello part of the family. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, if we can grow with numbers and that strength, man, mm -hmm. we promote each other's shows on social media, and uh, if I have uh, a good guest, I had uh, Jeremiah Cummings, mm -hmm. the last uh, living member of the original Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had him on, and uh, Brenda was listening, and I just introduced him over the phone, and next week he was on her show. That's so that's how we do things. Right. Yeah, shout outs to, um, to Brenda. That's what's up. And just out, Johnny D. Um, I hear, let's see, let's see, I hear things. Now, just because I'm all the way over in Albany, New York. <laughs> I hear, you know, from some reliable sources that you got something really big in the works. Can you yes. speak about it any? Well, you know, we have something very big in the works. I kind of hinted to it in this interview, but it's going to be up to the listeners and the viewers to go back and see if they can figure it out because <laughs> I'm not really too free to talk about it right now. The copyrights are not in, either. they're in, but they're not in. Alright, so not too many specifics, dude. Yeah, yeah and, you know, and my uh, co-creator slapped me upside the head for talking about it on uh, Facebook Live one day. Oh! So, <laughs> oh. I, I'm not, I, you know, but, but I, I want to tell everyone out there that's listening that you will, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's a sitcom. And, uh, but it's got some serious messages in it also. So you'll be laughing, but you'll all be saying, also be going, hmm, that sounds good, something to think about. That's what's up. Yeah, right. so but you're right, man, you heard right. Mm -hmm. There's three places happening. If it rains to Albany, New York, man, yes, it's no man. <laughs> Now check this out. This isn't um from what I understand, this isn't your first foray like um into land and television and movies and stuff. Also hearing that you've been in some films and uh television. Yes, um I've done a lot of background work for Central Casting, which is the largest casting company in the world. Um I sent some pictures I to them. Uh, I, I sent some pictures to them, like some headshots, like a million years yeah. ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's simply casting. And mm. I've been in shows, uh, How I Met Your Mom, ER, mm. Shield, uh, let's see, um, several Disney Channel uh, shows. I was in the movie The Longest Yard, uh, Who Made the Potato Salad, uh, let's see, what else have I done? I was basically, ER was mostly the show that I did the most that had me still. And um, there was a lot of cop shows, but let me tell you, Hollywood 
is very, um, how do I put the word? You know, they typecast people and they, they um, stereotype people. Because um, due to the fact that I wear dreadlocks, I wear locks in my hair, then I would usually be casted as a homeless or someone in jail.